Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... Awesome. So your first storyteller that we're bringing up here tonight is, is kind of new here at the Push Comedy Theater, but she's really loving it. She can also do a headstand. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Vanessa Fleming! My name is Vanessa, and I was named Vanessa because I was born in a van. It's a true story. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, my parents were not hippies. No, it was not a van down by the river. It was a van here in Norfolk, Virginia, and in a little neighborhood called Bromley. Anybody heard of it? Ooh, one person. A little prelude to maybe some things later on. Okay, so I grew up here, and I went to Lake Taylor High School. Anybody? Again, we're, you're going to see where this story is going. I wanted to get the hell out of Norfolk as fast as I could. Uh, so when I graduated high school, I left Norfolk, went to Fairfax to go to George Mason University. Uh, that's not where the story starts. I left Fairfax about eight years later one week before my 26th birthday in the fall of 2005, and I moved to New York City because I wanted to, for no other reason. Um, But that story does not start here. It starts about seven and a half years later. Uh, It was winter of 2013. I was very disenchanted with my life in New York. Uh, My career was flailing. My personal life was messy and shambles. And I was just longing for something more. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, so I was doing really horribly at my job, and I was doing everything in the world except for being present for myself. I started teaching yoga, which was great. It was a great release, but it was also a little bit of an escape, and I was living with roommates at 33 years old, which in in an apartment that was a third of the size of this room with three women was not where I wanted to be with my life. So March 2013 comes along, and on March 1st, it was a Friday, I got let go from my job. And it was the most liberating feeling I've ever had. If you've never been let go from your job, go out and do it. It, Seriously, it is so freeing and just so inviting to just really look at what your own life is. So I sat with myself for about two weeks, and I was still teaching yoga, which gave me some sort of structure, because if you lose your job, you quickly lose structure in your life. Um, And I was just spending some time really digging into what I wanted. And I had been seeing somebody on the side. We were friends, dating, yeah. And nothing serious. So about two weeks, like I said, after I got let go from my job, I was taking a yoga class, and it dawned on me. It's like, what are you waiting for? Go do what you want to do. You have nothing holding you here. So I did some research, and within a week, I had made a plan to go to Southeast Asia. So I got my airline tickets through some points. I got it all booked. I got my apartment sublet. I told the dude, hey, I'm going away for a month. And he's like, "Uh, okay, but cool, fine. Um, So (laughs) went ahead and on Thursday, March 21st, I pulled the trigger, 
bought the plane tickets. I had never been that far in my life. I had been to Europe, but I was going away for an entire month with no real plan. So it was all exciting, brand new, and I thought that maybe the stress that I had been enduring from losing my job and living in New York City and not having a job, the stress that I was enduring on my body would start to dissipate now that I had an actual plan. And it didn't. And I was feeling really confused, but excited, but emotional and energetic and exhausted. And fast forward to a few days later, I meet the guy in a coffee shop on Sunday, March 24th, 2013, and looked him in the face, in the eyes, and said, I'm pregnant. Yeah, so uh, it was a whirlwind after that. The next few weeks were a blur. We decided mutually to not continue. One thing I did discover through it all is uh, I did rediscover a love for New York City in that time, in that small time. I did a lot of walking, a lot of contemplating, but in the end, it was not the best decision to continue. I had no apartment. I had no job. I was not in a serious relationship. And so the next three weeks were a blur. April 22nd, I'm on a plane. I'm gone. I was gone for a month. And then I was gone for a month and a half. And then I was gone for two months. And I kept canceling my plane home. And I kept just finding these new things. There was a huge undoing of me. Everything that I thought I was crumbled and disintegrated. I had a few breakdowns. I had a few beautiful moments. I ended up staying gone for four and a half months, 10 countries in four and a half months. Uh, came back on, in September. I had to be back for my friend's wedding. And I crashed on my friend's apartment in New York for four months. And I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. And I started looking for jobs, and it just was not there. I was just like, I'm done. So I packed up my stuff out of storage. My mom came up to the city December 13th, or yeah, December 13th of 2013. Packed up my stuff out of storage, moved back to Norfolk, begrudgingly. Um, but it didn't stay. I packed up again and went to Europe for three months because because my life is messy. <laughs> I met a boy. I mean a boy, very literally a boy. He was 13 years younger than me. It's okay. I look super young. It didn't really matter. So, <laughs> and so I, he lived in Europe, and I went and spent three months with him in Europe. But, hey, here's a surprise. Something did not work out with a guy that was 13 years younger than me. So... Uh, when my visa ran out, I came home and broke, still a little broken, um, and I get to JFK, and as I'm going, going through JFK, I've got my big suitcase, and I've got my snowboard, because I was going to do it up, and I've got my computer, and I, I've got little me with all of this baggage walking around JFK. I'm exhausted, I'm jet-lagged, I've been traveling for like 16 hours at this point. And so I get up to the terminal, 
after I get out of security. And you know the movie The Terminal with Tom Hanks? Yeah? Okay. And you know how he survived by checking out the carts and then taking the coins and then he would save up enough money and go buy food because he got the money out? Well, they have the same thing in Europe. You put a little euro coin in, you push your cart, and when you return it, you get your euro back. So I go up to the carts because I've got my snowboard, my giant suitcase, my computer, and still only five feet of me. And I find the cart, and I, I see a sign that says $5. I was like, $5? And it said cash or credit. And I was like, what? So I look at an attendant walking by. I was like, excuse me, um, if you pay with credit, how do you get your money back? He's like, you don't get your money back. I was like, $5? I'm going to use this thing for all of 90 seconds just to get out the door. He was like, yeah, well, welcome back to America. Nothing's free. Nothing's free. And I was so, so mad. I was just like, oh, oh. But that stuck in my head, that welcome back to America. Nothing's free. Nothing's free forever. So every once in a while, I still hear that little voice come up. So, coming back, that was March of 2014. So, I stayed in New York all of 24 hours, hopped on a bus, got back to Norfolk, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be here for three months. I'm going to get a job, save up some money, and find somewhere to go. Three months turned into six months. Six months turned into nine months. And I'm living with my parents this whole time. And nine months turns into a little over a year. And so April 2015 comes along, and I'm like, finally, I'm getting the hell out of Norfolk again. I've spent almost 20 years trying to stay out of this forsaken place. <laughs> and, and so April 2015, I'm like, yes, I'm going. I'm going to go live my dream again. And then I'm like, wait, I actually don't want to go. I, I didn't want to go. And, and I found a new love for this place, and it's just like a and people and change and just kind of fitting into a community here. But I went anyways, and I this time I was working for two years abroad. I worked in teaching yoga, teaching retreats, and I was in Morocco. I was in Croatia, Thailand a couple times. Um, but somewhere around September of 2016, I started having that longing to come home. And this is right before the election, and things were nuts. Um, by the way, Brexit is just as nuts if you guys are feeling lonely <laughs> in our situation. I was, I was in Europe during Brexit, so it's really crazy all over the place. Um, so I started having this longing to just have some place to put a picture on a wall and a place to put my suitcase up and stay for longer than a month. So I made the plan, and even though November 2016 came along, and I'm sitting in Portugal, and I was like, what the hell happened? Who wants to marry me so I can stay here? Um, That didn't work out. And I ended up coming back February 2017 for good, and I was living with my parents at 37 years old, trying to figure things out. And I knew I needed to get out and explore a little bit, but most of my friends are in relationships, married, have kids, and I'm not really spending time at bars, and I was like, I need to meet people. 
not just being just a person, but just people. I'm spending way too much time with my parents. I love them, but I, you know, I got to get out of their house a little bit. So I do what any sane, rational person does, and I went on Tinder, and <laughs> and did a lot of swiping left, and then there's this one picture that came along, and I was like, this guy is goofy as hell. And he had a joke on his profile that I did not get. Come to find out, it was a character count thing on Tinder, so the joke cut off, so it explains a lot. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I swiped right, and we start talking, and it was very casual. He was like, hey. I was like, hey. He's like, how are you? I'm like, lazy. You? He was like, meh, I think I'm going to take a poop, but I'm feeling pretty lazy too. And I was like, that is swag. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds bad for the future of your pants. And he was like, oh, shit, you're a real person. I'm like, yes, I'm a real person. So we made a, a plan to go on a, like a loose plan to go on a date. I ended up canceling on him because I just had a lot going on, like, trying to find jobs, freelancing, teaching yoga, everything. I was like, I got to cancel. He followed up. I didn't know dudes actually did that. He was like, hey, you want to reschedule that date soon? I was like, oh, my God, he actually scheduled it? I was like, yeah, okay, I'm free Friday. So Friday comes, and I was like, meet me at Cafe Stella. He's like, sure. So I get ready to go on this date with this goofy dude that I'm just pretty sure is just going to be a jokester the whole time, and I'm going to have nothing in common with him. So I walk into Cafe Stella on Friday, March 24th, 2017, and look this guy in the face, and my life changed. (laughs) So that was the moment that my great return to Norfolk was solidified. And on Sunday, March 24th, 2019, six years after that fateful day, I'm going to put a ring on it with that guy. If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org. We'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.